Welcome to the RedX Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Red X Podcast. My name is Andrew, and today we've got real estate, real estate coach, trainer, and marketing master, Isaiah Colton, a.k.a. the lead conversion guy from Real Estate hey, Nexus. <laughs> welcome to the show, Isaiah. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm excited to be on here, and I'm excited to talk about our today's topic. It's a real passion of mine, so thanks for having me on. Yeah, you yeah. bet, man. We're super excited to have you on. Um We've got, we've got Isaiah here to talk about uh, his step-by-step -step process to convert leads into listings, use those listings as a lead generation tool, and then leverage those listings to open new farming areas, all using Red X. Isaiah is a huge Red X advocate. He's been a longtime customer. Um, it saved your business at one point, right, Isaiah? I'll let you get into that story later. Um, yeah. But, but, uh, but yeah, we're excited to dig into that. We've got a ton of great information coming your way. Uh, but before we get going, I've just got a few items of business to go over with the audience. Uh, as our live, our live viewers may have already noticed, we've got a new podcast studio. So a uh, huge shout out to everyone here on the Red X marketing team who helped make this happen. Uh, they put a lot of hard work into such an amazing space for all of us to enjoy. So we hope that you all enjoy it too. Let us know what you think in the chat. As always, this is a participatory event, so whether you're joining us on YouTube or Facebook or on the Red X website, go ahead and if you have any questions for Isaiah or any comments, feed them into the chat. We'll do our best to get them answered uh, so that we can make this an interactive event. It'll be awesome. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. Isaiah, before we jump into the meat of our discussion today, let's have you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, your story with Red X, your professional background, kind of what you do. Yeah, definitely. So um, my my niche, if you will, is lead conversion. So I specialize in helping uh, real estate teams um, find ways to increase their lead conversion and uh, and then do it at, at scale. So people that are really looking to grow a team, especially hmm. um, like working with me, um, largely because um, I have extensive experience in sales and marketing, but also um, not only have we grown a huge brokerage, 220 agents, but also I simultaneously run a technology and consulting firm um, that uh, services agents as well. So I have a very unique perspective on the marketplace. I'm in the trenches, but I'm also serving the community at the same time. Um, so, and I really, really, really enjoy that. So lead conversion, in my opinion, uh, is probably the number one problem uh, mm. or right up there when it comes to, you know, building and scaling your business, right? right. And so I talk a lot about it. I, I hit it from multiple different angles. And there's a lot of misconceptions around this topic, especially when it comes to working seller leads. There's a lot of misconceptions, which I want to talk about those, um, you know, in, in a little bit. But just as far as how I got started in real estate, I was, um, I was VP of sales for a sales and marketing firm. And uh, we, we mostly online ads we were doing like Google PPC, different things like that. And uh, I got, I had developed a relationship through, I was flipping properties at the time. And if a property wasn't a good fit, I would turn them over to a couple broker friends that I would have, that I had uh, and, and, and they would 
do what they wanted to do with it. They'd list it or whatever it may be if it wasn't a good fit for me um, right. as I develop a relationship with the homeowner. And so <clears throat> basically I got really good at generating seller leads, um, okay. uh, you know, for, for my flipping business. And so what, what ended up happening was he's like, Hey, look, we got to partner up. We got to, you know, we got to do something. We could build a, a really special brokerage together. You could handle the operation side of it. You could handle, um, you know, the lead generation and you're, you know, you're really good with prospecting. I hate that, you know, that type of thing. And so right. we went at it and um, I walked in and I told my wife, I said, I'm leaving my job. And she's like, are you crazy? We just had a baby. And at the time I was making six figures and we were, we had a really good lifestyle. So it was going to be a big, a big sacrifice for us. And so she goes, I'll tell you what, I'll give you six months. And in real estate, that's not a lot of time, right? Nope. So <clears throat> it's not a lot of time. And so I'm like, okay, um, we gotta, we gotta make this happen. And so I went out and I signed up to, you know, there's different companies back then, but they were well-known companies right. and we were generating a lot of online leads and things were going okay, but I wasn't getting the amount of listings that I wanted and needed because we scale on buyers. We just, I just, we refused to do it. We wanted to scale on the listing side. So, um, make a long story short, um, I was spending about 10 grand a month at that time on lead generation and I was really frustrated and we just weren't getting the results that we wanted. Yeah. And, um, uh, actually a, a, a friend of ours in the industry said, Hey, look, I've signed up to this service called Red X and this is back in, two, in 14, 2014. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think it's a really good service. I really didn't do anything with it. Not because they're not good, but just because I just haven't utilized it and worked right. it the right way. But I think you're, you know, you seem like you fall through on things. So like you should try it, you should sign up. And so <clears throat> I signed up and um, it was, it was a really great experience. It saved me a ton of time, you know, obviously having the names, emails and phone numbers. So I didn't have to go on the MLS and I didn't have to go hunting on online to, to, to bring in for sale by owners. And that's primarily how, uh, I used it, but I just started making prospecting calls. And at first it was awkward. It was, I got nervous and, you know, even though I had extensive experience, it, I just hadn't done this type of thing. Um, but I kept at it and I developed a seven step process to basically convert, um, on a force of a owner and an expired lead. We're going to cover here today on what that process is. And what started happening is we were landing listings that the big dogs weren't getting like, and, um, we were a small boutique firm and, you know, like really, really well-known agents. We were going up against them. And number one, they were wondering how we were getting so many listings, where we we're getting our data from, what we were doing. And it was then I knew I had something special uh, on our hands. And so we did, we went from our first transactions to doing uh, almost 200 transactions the next year. And most of that growth was through Red X. Wow. So um, it was because of, because it, we just, dominated it. And then from there, I started having people say, well, Hey, look, you're really good at this, this prospecting thing. And, and, um, so I opened up a broker to broker referral program, um, mm -hmm. for agents out of state at that time, um, that weren't, or people that weren't a competitor in our area. And we would do some prospecting for them and, and we would use, utilize Red X, um, as the go-to we were for Red X, uh, for that service to sign them up and, we just blew up. Uh, we had ended up scaling out to like 70 inside sales agents moving uh, well over 2000 transactions a year um, through that broker to broker referral um, mm -hmm. 
model of Red X. So all because we learned that after setting 66,000 appointments over the course of five years, we've learned a thing or two, okay, uh, right. on converting listing leads, right? So sure. <laughs> we've learned a thing okay. or two. So my goal is just to share that process, um, not only just to convert a lead, but how you can turn that lead into other opportunities um, and and really increase your bottom line and scale a, scale a business profitably. So we're going to kind of go through the whole journey, but that's my, that's my backstory. So I owe you, you guys a lot. I didn't have to go back to my job. It was a great experience and a great ride. Well, that's awesome, Isaiah. And that's I think you froze up on me a little bit. Oh yeah. You're, you're, you're a little glitchy on your end. Okay. If you have some other windows or tabs open, maybe, maybe close those out and we'll, we'll hopefully get some more bandwidth. Well, Isaiah, that's the kind of uh, success story that we love to hear at Red X, right? Is that, you know, either you're, you're pivoting, you're shifting, you're making a transition and that Red X, you know, with those leads, I mean, spending $10,000 a month, is that what you said on leads? Yeah. All different lead generation. I was four different lead generation sources and yeah. I just, I was getting some results, but not, not as many listings. Right. So it just, yeah. it wasn't fitting our business model. Yeah. That's insane. And I mean, with Red X, yeah, you're going to save a lot of money there. And I love that, that you've turned it into this long-term sustainable business, right? Where, where you mentioned now you're getting referral business and now you're getting repeat customers. And, and that's the kind of thing that we want people to, to understand is that is prospecting a grind? Can it be tricky at first? Yes, absolutely. But if you keep at it, it can be super successful right up front, but then it's definitely going to be successful in the long run. So, so I love that. Um, great, great story there. Thanks for sharing. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into that, that, what did you say? Seven, eight step process. Yeah, I have a couple things I'm going to share before then. Um, okay, perfect. Before, yeah, you, you take it away, man. Let's, let's I do it. Yeah, entire entire system. So, okay. the first thing is is that um, most most uh, I want to talk about niche marketing because this is kind of what it is. If you want to go, if you're going to use Red X, you're going to either use it primarily for geo farming for sale by owner expires, and I know you do other things too. Uh, you know, with um, rent uh, rent data, right? Rental yes, data, yes. Um, and you do you do a lot of other things, but primarily my. Uh, I'm going to talk about my experience and what, I, what I've used it. And here's, I'm going to talk to you about the misconceptions and why it fails first. Okay. Mm -hmm. So why it doesn't work. So a lot of the misconceptions are that um, for sale by owners and expireds and geographical data are hard to work. Mm -hmm. And the reason why it's a misconception is because yes, if you don't have a good strategic plan and you don't know what you're doing, it is hard to work. But if you know what you're doing, it's, it can, it can unleash a gold mine in your business because even though there's other agents that are going after most of them don't do it well. They don't, they don't take the time to learn a system. So my first, uh, my first, uh, recommendation is, is that you take the time to follow a process and a plan, which I know you guys have, you provide a lot of that information and you don't, you just don't go signing up and start making phone calls, but you actually put a plan together. What I would call right. a sales and marketing plan. Okay? okay. And that plan has to be a system. And, and the next thing is too, is that the, another misconception I think is when you're, when you're working, you know, these type of leads is that, um, you know, I should, I'm just going to try it for 30 days and I'll, ha I'll know exactly what I, you know, if I like it or if I want to do it or if it was worth it. And to me, if you're going to do anything, anything well and master anything, it's never going to happen in 30 days. Right. Right. It's like, 
or or even a 90 days. So it's like my son um, who is taking Taekwondo right now, right? It's like saying, you know what? Let me try some. Let me try to become a black belt and do some black belt moves, and in 30 days. And because I didn't do it well, I'm going to just quit and not do Taekwondo anymore. No, there's a there's a there's a process of mastery, right? Yes. And so I think that's my message to the to the newer person that doesn't have prospecting down yet or doesn't have lead conversion or a, a good marketing plan down yet and you're you're using red x or tool like it that's my message just to you is that you have to burn your ship if you're going to get into this niche you have to have in your mind your mind has to i'm going to burn my ship and i'm going to do whatever it takes to master this niche if you yes. don't have this mindset okay i believe my opinion is you're wasting your time and 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 by the way it doesn't matter what you sign up to if you don't have that mindset if you're going to sign up to any lead generation type of program or any data data type of program in your mind that you are going to master that niche period yes. and it's not just something that you're playing around with right because it's just right. not going to work right yeah. it's just not going to work so would you and agree with patient, that? Do you have any love, thoughts to that before i move on yeah so, absolutely i love your message of yeah. being patient with the process because i think that's super common so many agents get in and they expect results now right if i'm investing money in something whether it's you know, a more affordable option like Red X or a more expensive option like maybe Zillow Leads or something like that. They expect now results and it's very important to understand. And this is a, I love that you said that because this is a huge part of what we try and teach agents is that it takes sometimes 60, 90, even 120 days to nail your scripts, to get in a good daily routine, to have a good schedule, to build your right. database because without that database and, and without just the repetition and the practice and the practice and, and the right patience, you're going to quit. Right. And that's why, what is it? 80% or something of real estate agents quit within their first year or, or, or I, I don't remember the exact stat, but it's a lot. I mean, a lot of agents try it out and fail fast because they just, they just can't commit to that process for more than a few days. So I, I, I love that. So I like to talk about mindset first because mm -hmm. it's, it's the starting point. Now yes. behind that, um, I learned from Tony Robbins. I went to Tony Robbins convention and there's this gentleman named Chet Holmes mm. and he said something on stage that I'll never forget. And he said um, that there's, there's two types of people in business. There's a tactician and then there's a strategist. So the tactician just kind of just goes and does right. Mm. And the strategist um, is, you know, has, a, has a, a plan. Uh, basically, the 80 just to um, there's it's you know about 10% of the population and and they because they're working smart so a lot of what we're going to talk about is from a strategic point of view and teaching you how to work smart okay mm. and then there's the 1% and I want to I want to encourage you guys you guys can be a 1% if you choose to be where you're both strategic and tactical and if you become strategic and tactical at the same time you will crush and dominate whatever niche, whatever market and achieve whatever you want to achieve if you make that decision today. So I'm going to talk to you, toggle kind of back between strategy and tactics as we kind of go along here. And um, if it's cool with you, we'll go ahead and get get uh, get started here with with the actual training. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's do it. Let's jump um, right in. All right. So I'm on page. I don't know if you they can see my screen um, but or see your screen, I should say, but I'm on page 79 here okay. and I'm going to start off by by 
you know, uh, talking about the geographical, geographical side and, and, and farming uh, a, neighborhood. a neighborhood. Because, because I, think I think that, that even, even though there's, there's a, a lot, lot of training, training are we, are we losing? losing? Are we okay? okay? We good yeah, yeah. Go? I've got you. I've got the I've got the image up on screen. So you're good. Keep rolling. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I know, I know there's, there's a lot, lot of talk, talk out there about uh, geofarming, and people, and people are like, well, is geofarming worth it? Is it an old school strategy? My message to you is, is if you don't have the right strategy, strategy it, it is definitely a long-term, it can be a long-term play, play, but it's, it's still, still, if you have, have the right strategy, strategy, one of the most powerful things, things you can do to draw listings, okay? And then coupled with a force sale on an expired strategy, which, which I'm, I'm going to go over, over kind, kind of combining, combining them together, together you're going to put a powerful position over the course, course of the next six, six months. months. While everyone else is going to still, you know, be wondering where they're where they're getting their listings from, you're going to have more more than your competitors. Let me put is the goal of this plan. It's a six to twelve month plan. All right. So first thing you want to do, okay, um, you want to make sure you pick your pick your your farm. All right, pick your area, pick your farm. I, and here's here's the great thing. I know Radix has tools uh, to help you do that and help you pick the right farm. A couple pro, a couple um, problems with picking your farm that I see that happens a lot is uh, we just go after the high turnover area and we don't consider anything else. And the problem is when you do that and you're just basically just picking based on high turnover, not factoring anything else, you could not necessarily get the best farm. You also want to factor in price, okay? So what I mean by that is um, if you have an area that has high turnover and a lower price point versus another area that's a little bit less turnover, but a, but a higher price point, I would recommend considering doing the one with a higher price point because you have fixed marketing dollars, your time is fixed, your, your expenses are usually fixed. So if you can go after the higher price point versus the turnover, that's when you're going to have more success. So that's number one. Uh, I see that. That um, and then also another mistake I, I see happening is um, is going into markets that you love and because you love them, you, you that's you just choose to go in them and there might be another agent that's just crushing that geographical farm and you want to be careful if it's oversaturated um, that that you you know going after that one you so you want to find a balance between one that's not oversaturated by another agent and one that works for you but you don't want to just pick it because oh i know the area and i love the area you want to make sure you're strategic about the type of geographical data that you're pulling right and then um and then from there um you want to make sure that every listing that you're getting this isn't uh something that i see people wasting one of their most valuable assets. And, and that's actually leveraging the listing to generate more leads, okay? So um, whether you're working for sale by owners or expireds, you wanna make sure that you're, you're farming around your listings, okay? That it's a part or a system, that you have a system set up. So every time you get a listing, you're farming around your listings because it's one of the lowest costs per uh, listing or deal that you can you can get by generating and leveraging the successes that you're having in the neighborhoods. Right. And so I'm on, I'm actually on, uh, I'm actually going down here to option number three and that's making sure then <clears throat> when you're in specific neighborhoods, you're using a tool like Red X to identify and strategically go after the for sale by owners and go after the expires. Okay. A couple reasons why you want to be strategic about how you're doing this. Number one, okay, there's nothing 
more powerful than than cr- credibility. And one of the number one objections you get when you go to your listing presentation is going to be, what have you sold in my area? So if you're constantly hopping around from area to area to area and you're not farming within neighborhoods, you're actually creating more objections for yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. So so stop creating objections up front. Eliminate those objections by working strategically. Now, don't get me wrong. In the beginning, depending on where you're at with your business, you, you, you might. It's okay too. There's ways to overcome those objections, but I'm a firm believer that if I know what objections I'm going to get going into a situation, I'm going to strategically try to eliminate those objections before I go into it as much as possible. So, um, so once you kind of figure out what areas you want to go into, then you want to make sure you have good data and that's where Radix comes in, right? So you, you make sure that you can, and pull and that's why i like red x it's kind of a one-stop shop for anything that you need to do mm-hmm. uh when it comes to working listing leads all right so right. um one of the things that <clears throat> one of the things that i would encourage you to do is making make making sure that however you're using red x is that you try to sync it and and you can talk about some of your capabilities because i know that you guys have evolved quite a bit but if if it's possible Make sure Reddit is syncing with your CRM, mm-hmm. okay? And making sure that you're not, you're not, um, you don't have a fragmented database because the pros- using prospecting and, by, and, and working by phone only is not a smart way to convert listing leads. It's not the smartest way to convert them. And I'm going to teach you how to prospect smart or leveraging technology and not just the phone. So if, if your listing leads are kind of hanging out there, right, separate from any sort of technology that you can, you can leverage, such as text message services, such as email, hmm. such as automated follow-up campaigns, and they're not artificial intelligence, which I'm going to share with you why that's important. If your database is fragmented, you've, you've pretty much trying to run a, a, a marathon with one leg. Okay. Yeah. So it, it becomes a lot harder to increase your lead conversion. So I don't know what your APIs are like, how many CRMs that you integrate with now. Uh, we actually built a special integration with you um, because we wanted to make sure all of our clients are, you know, 100% integrated with Red X. Could you, I don't know if you want to speak to that or I can move yeah. on if not. Um, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely speak to that. Um, I think you're right. We, we do have the capability to sync with most of the major CRMs. Um, and at the very least, we have the option to export a list of leads as a CSV that you can then upload into your CRM. I know that's, you know, a little, a few extra steps, a little clunkier, but, but, um, but again, yeah, we do sync with most major CRMs. And if you call, you know, depending on which one you're using, just call our support team yep. and they can help you walk, walk through that. And I'm sure there's some tutorials in the Red X Help Center as well. And, and that's, that's so huge is right. commit to not, commit to not working leads outside of your CRM. And the reason why I'm so passionate about that is because, especially if you have a team, I want you to think about this. They're there, they're making calls, they're prospecting, Mm -hmm. and then they get an appointment and then they're gonna take the time to actually go put that in the CRM. Like how much extra work is that? How much of of a hassle is that, right? Right. Compared if it's all happening out of your CRM, it it just, and so there's so many reasons why um, it's important to try to have all of your data synced 
or like you said, uploaded to your CRM and you're working out of that environment. So um, that's a, so once you purchase your data and you got your data set up, you got your geo farm, you know what areas, um, you know, with um, for sale by owners mm -hmm. and expired. So what you want to make sure you're doing as the listings start coming in is you want to make sure you're mining for more listing. You're mining, that's the keyword, for more listings. You're networking for more listing opportunities and you're generating as many buyer leads as possible off of those listings. And one of the things that I, I commonly see happen in our industry is we do all this work to get our, get this listing. We get a, we, we produce a, a great success story from, from that listing. And then we do like nothing with it. We mm -hmm. do nothing with it. We sell the listing. We have a great testimony and we do nothing with that story. And we've all heard it. We've all heard the same before story, self facts tell, and we're in a story-based culture. People thrive on others, other success. And so mm. the, the, the thing that you want to do is, and if it's not postcards, there's other ways to do it. You can leverage email, you can leverage text messaging. Um, you can, there's so many ways to get emails and cell phone numbers, um, to, to reach out and what I call digital door knocking. Mm. Okay. So, you know, you don't have to necessarily go physically door knock or necessarily like, um, you know, do circle prospecting there, even though I, I highly recommend that be part of your strategy, which we'll talk about, but just to plant the seed, there's other ways to, to, to engage and real estate's a contact sport. So you can gauge by doing a just listed, just sold Facebook ad. Okay. That's digital door knocking because essentially you can chew, you can, as long as you have their emails, Facebook will let you, uh, create a custom audience right? To market that listing in front of a, a, a specific audience in neighborhoods, right? So, um, and then when it sells, same thing. The other thing is, um, is text messaging, just letting people know in the neighborhood, bringing awareness through, through, a, through text messaging um, is another way to digitally door knock. Um, using directive voicemail, ringless voicemail is another way to just bring awareness to your listing, right? And here's the thing, when you tell your listing that you have all these tools to promote their listing, are you more likely to land the listing or not? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going that extra mile and saying, here's exactly right. what I'm going to do for you to help market this listing rather than, oh no, you can trust me. I'm a real estate agent. Right. Exactly. So, um, so I just, I just highly encourage us to remember to be a strategist. Mm -hmm. It's not, a, it's not about the listing in and of itself. It's about the multiple, the multiplier fact the multiplier factor the multiplying right. factor that comes off of it. right and so i'm going to tell you a quick story um of one of my one of the clients that i coach and um his name is benjamin lang he's out of the michigan market and he set up an appointment for a for sale by owner and ha has ten at first went down to an open house and um <clears throat> what he did was built rapport long story short couldn't the for sale owner could not sell on their own. And so they called, they ended up calling Ben back. He got the listing and he created a testimonial out of that, out of that because he sold it for like 20 grand over asking and it was sold fast. So it was a great story. And he really served this for sale owner. So I said, Ben, what are you going to do with that story? He goes, well, what do you mean? I go, well, what are you doing to generate more business from, from that neighborhood? Well, I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm just, I prospect every day and I just call, you know, fizzbills and expires. 
I go, okay, well, what if I shared with you a strategy that you could use, uh, a, a multi-channel marketing approach that you could use to generate more business in that same neighborhood where you got a great story and that, that you've been successful in, would you do it? He goes, yeah, absolutely, I would. So um, we launched a, uh, a calendar, a, a, a two-week calendar, okay, a two-week process where he did a just-listed postcard. And you don't have to do postcards, by the way, but he did one. He did, he did a just sold postcard. He uh, sent out a text message uh, to the local neighborhood, letting them know uh, that um, the property had sold, it sold for over asking. And there was a lot of action. There was a lot of buyers that still were looking for something in the area. Simple text message. Then he sent out a, 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 a ringless voicemail. Okay. The first day of this campaign launching the first day, the neighbor called him and said, yeah, uh, I, I'm glad you reached out. Will you list my home? That neighbor then listed their home and ended up buying another home from him. Three transactions, folks. Wow. Three. Yeah. Far. Doesn't end there. Okay. Then refers him to his brother. Four transactions off of one for sale by owner because he strategically made a decision to farm the area. He turned a $10,000 commission into about a $45,000 set of commissions. That's incredible. All, all from getting himself out there and telling that success story, right? That's right. That's right. That's incredible. And, launching, and actually having a campaign and launching a campaign around his listing. Yep. Yeah, that's amazing. And I, I, I mean, we talk to agents all the time about, hey, don't let your, your leads slip through the cracks. So whether it's through a good CRM or a good follow-up campaign, whatever, but, but just as important as not letting your leads slip through the cracks is you don't want to let yourself slip through the cracks in front of potential leads, right? Um, it's, 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 you know, you're, you're just as important as those leads because you're the one who needs to get your face out there, get your story out there and, and, and make sure that other people know that you're an excellent agent. Isaiah, I just want to interrupt real quick. Um, we've got tons of people asking, Hey, can we get this book? Can we get a copy of this text? Um, are, are we going to be able to get them a link to, to some of this material at the end here? Yes. Um, this is my, um, I'm going to, I'm actually, I'll, I'm the best way to get access to it. I guess the most value that I could bring, because this is 300 pages of my life over 15 years. <laughs> right. Um, and so, um, that is, that is in this book, but if you want to get immediate access to it. I'm also going to do our crowd uh, even one better. Curtis is actually speaking at a summit that I'm holding Fe February 2nd. Okay. Um, and um, it, what I'm going to do for your audience, if they uh, go, if you want to type this in uh, to your chat, if they go yeah. to Ren, or maybe you want to do it later, I don't know. But if they go to renvirtualsummit.com, they can get a they can get access to that link. Your, your audience can get access to that link and get a free ticket to a one day virtual summit with over 30 speakers coming to my summit. Wow. All around topics of lead generation, lead conversion. Um, so I want to give them that free ticket. Okay. Awesome. When you get in there, okay. They will, they will give you an option where you can purchase this playbook. If you want the physical form of it, along with my marketing toolkit. Okay. okay. If you want the digital copy, I would be happy to just give that away. Um, just just for your audience, though, I'd ask that you don't share it with anybody else right. except for the people that are on the podcast. Of course. Yep. Because we'll, we'll there's sure over 300 pages of strategies. 
Yeah, yeah, awesome. And I think I think regardless, they need. I think people should highly consider going to that virtual summit because they're going to get this. They're going to get. Um, they're going to get. You know access to just tons of information and, 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 and live stuff, right? So Curtis from Red X, you, you said 30 other people. That's going to be awesome. I mean, just a couple of names. Um, you know, you have Michael Hellickson with Club Wealth. He was doing 150 transactions a month before he started his coaching business. Um, he has, um, there's a, a gentleman uh, there, um, actually a team called the Brown Team. And they're going to be talking about how to generate 100, 100 referrals Hmm. Uh, in a year. So it's a referral strategy. Nice. Um, there's, uh, there's so many different awesome topics. We're going to be talking about how to leverage text messaging to convert leads. Love it. Uh, we're going to be, we're going to be talking about, uh, I don't know if I, you guys know Jeff Fitzer from video marketing school, but he's extremely well known, um, built a dynamic business. He's going to be there talking about using video, um, to build us, build your business using video. Um, so I, um, obviously lab, uh, Tristan with lab coats, um, most people know, know Tristan, he's going to be speaking on, uh, the, you know, what, what's happening with social media going in 2021. Right. So there's gonna be a lot of great, a lot of great, t- uh, speakers, um, that, that will be there in addition to myself, of course. Excellent. Well, that's going to be so, great. We got people saying, Hey, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. How do we get to that summit? I've just posted the link in the chat, everyone. It's renvirtualsummit.com. We will put it in there again, www.renvirtual. Sorry, I just want to make sure they all get it here. Summit.com. And yeah, everyone go check that out. You said February 2nd, right? And if you're on the East Coast, it's 11 o'clock to 6 o'clock. Each speaker only has 27 minutes. Wow. They don't have time to give you fluff. Okay. They are giving you strategies that you can implement. That's it. That was my, if you're, I said, if you're going to speak at my event, there's no fluff. It's a one day summit. There's 30 speakers. Give it, and, it, and it's 27 minute time blocks. And then there's a main stage speaker. And then there's a, about six or seven breakout um, speakers that have to do with taking a deeper dive in that main topic. Excellent. So, so February 2nd, you said 11 a.m. Is that? Eastern time, Eastern standard time yeah. Eastern standard is when time. it starts. Right. Yep. I've got all that information in the chat for everyone watching. Cool. And um, that's fantastic. And to get uh, if you're watching this podcast live, go ahead and uh, for that digital copy that he mentioned, send us an email at marketing at the red And we'll keep that as an exclusive offer for the people that are here live. Thank you so much, Isaiah. That's that's an awesome, awesome, awesome hookup. We'll let you keep on keep on trucking. Cool. Um, and in that, you know, I don't have time to go through every single bullet point here, but it has in this doc and the exact mark sales and marketing strategy laid out with the concept that I just shared. Okay. So, um, I want to get into, I want to get into a little bit about, uh, before you, before you really take a deep dive into dominating, um, geo data or geo, the geo market or for somebody owners. I think it's really important to understand the psychology behind this market. So I'm going to speak to, to their psychology a little bit. And there's a whole section of this in my manual. Um, and I learned this the hard way because what page there, it's a lot on? different than working a buyer. Uh, we're on page 85. 85. Okay. Awesome. Yep. Okay. We're there. Okay. Awesome. So <clears throat> let's talk about understanding the psychology, their psychology. Let's talk about expireds first, okay? So most likely 
they're a little bit disenchanted with the process. Um, they've had a bad experience potentially with an agent, potentially, and um, they got some baggage. The other thing to remember too is that they have a ton of people calling them. So key point here, speed to lead matters, mm. okay? So people take for granted, but you want to try to be the first one to contact them if possible, okay? I tracked this over the course of about 60,000 appointments. When we were first in the door, okay, we had about a 50% chance of getting that listing. When we were not first in the door, it dropped to a 20 to 30% chance of us getting the listing when we were competing with somebody else and not the first person in the door on average over the course of the whole nation. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, don't get me wrong. Some agents, uh, uh, you know, a lot higher conversion, some lower. I'm just sharing the whole national uh, statistics that we had. So sure. speed to lead is so important when it comes to getting a door. Not the end of the world, though, it, it, because um, you just but you want to try again to mitigate against any potential objections you're going to get. Right? right. So that's a that's important. And um, when you're so when you're approaching this speed to lead is important, but also when you're going to, to actually start communicating and prospect and get to understand their psychology. So with with expireds, um, the biggest thing with them is they're going to, they hear a lot of white noise, what I call white noise. So I don't know if you remember or like old school TVs that had the static, the yes. static channels. Yes. Right. And that nasty white noise, right. That where it was like, it looked like, yeah. And you call, if you sound like everybody else, okay. Every other agent calling them and you don't have anything unique. Okay. All they hear is white noise. Okay. Yes. So I learned this the hard way. I talked to, I talked to somebody who, uh, he was an older gentleman mm -hmm. and this is before I got really good understanding the psychology and I, and I didn't really have any unique value propositions to offer. And so I was making the calls and he, I said, yep, well, we're one of the top, you know, agents in the area. We move more homes than, than most, you know, than 90% of agents in the market. And he goes, whoa, 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 Sonny. Whoa, Sonny. Whoa, let me stop you right there. Okay. Either you're number one or the last guy that called me number one, but you're all saying the best. So somebody's lying. Right? Right. And here's the thing he's older. So he's saying it, but they're all thinking that. Right? Yes, so they're absolutely. all thinking that. And he's the just the guy willing to say it to your face and let you know right, right up front. Right. Right. Exactly. So you got to really have a deep understanding of what their pain points is. And I want mm. you guys to write this down. Okay. What, what are their pain points? Okay. So for, for four sale by owners, there's five big ones. Okay. Believe it or not, the number one complaint that homeowners get from agents is communication. They had a horrible experience with communication. They were just a disconnect. That's the number one pain point. And I'm going to, you know, so, so you got to have something that's unique and valuable to them in your marketing plan. That's going to, going to give them uh, reassurance that you are a, a strong communicator and that you provide great service. And we're going to talk about what you can offer, but as silly as that is, and it's sad to say, if you offer good communication and you actually can deliver on it, you, you're, you're ahead of 
a lot of agents out there. Right. So, absolutely. Um, so the next one is overpromising. So there was a clear, the, the expectations weren't clear and they didn't provide, and I want you to write this down. They didn't provide a step-by-step roadmap of what they could expect from the time the, the, the listing went live to the time of closing. So there was a, a bad experience and the expectations were off. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they they felt like they're over promising and, and it doesn't mean the agent was, it just, that's what they felt like. And that, and at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Right. So the other thing is a lack of knowledge, F- feeling like they had a lack of knowledge of, 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 a, of an effective marketing plan or how to effectively market the property hmm. in their area. They just they really didn't know what they did for marketing besides put pictures up. Sure. Right. And they told them they might, they were going to do all this stuff, but they didn't have a clear picture of what they actually did. The other thing is, um, is that they felt like the, the client's interests weren't truly protected. Okay. They felt like their interest wasn't truly protected for some reason. And again, it goes back to communication hmm. and, um, and then the final one is lack of availability. Like they just couldn't, they just didn't respond quick enough. And if you notice a lot of these all go back to the first one and, and that's just communicating and setting proper expectations. Right. So there's a lot of things, ways you can mitigate this, but going to page 86. Okay. okay. What I did is and and what I train my clients to do is list out all the main objections that you know, you're going to get. Okay. So the big ones are, well, I'm interviewing with another agent. Um, what are your, you know, what's your marketing plan? Um, will you cut, you know, will you cut your commissions? You know, you're all the same. So there's, there's really like five to seven objections that you're going to get. And so what I did is I came up with, and, and by the way, every single objection in that manual is listed out with a response um, and a unique value proposition that you can offer to make yourself different than the next agent. It's all laid out in that workbook. So um, I came up with a couple things. The first thing that I did is I said, okay, here's the five objections. I need to come up with something that's uniquely valuable to them. So when I overcome this objection, I don't sound like everybody else, right? So really, really important. So the first thing I did is I put up, I put a few performance guarantees that I felt like I could back. So um, that's going to be different for everybody, but there's 11 different performance guarantees that are laid out in my book that you guys are going to get access to that choose one that you feel comfortable with. Um, and uh, what we use is I use, if I can't attract a qualified buyer that's acceptable to you under contract within 39 days, you can fire me. Okay. So that's just one. You find one that you feel comfortable and that's the one that I use. Sometimes there, there's other ones. Um, another, another thing that's important is offering a communication guarantee, especially with for sale by owners or, or expireds, expireds probably more so. If you go to the table and they tell you, they start complaining about how do I know, you know, I had a bad experience with communication blah, 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 you can pull out an addendum that actually has listed on the addendum that you offer communication. Don't communicate within X amount of days. They can fire you for whatever reason, 
or maybe they can reassign it to another agent, whatever terminology you want to use. And then here's the thing. You just match that guarantee up to your normal pattern of communication. Yeah. Of when you're normally going to communicate and check with them. And you you have a a marketing calendar. I give you a sample of this in the workbook. But on the marketing calendar you're going to put in their hands is going to be the times that you're going to reach out to them to show them their stats and then do a price drop if you need it. This market, you, you don't really need that a whole lot. But it lays out exactly what you're going to do to market it and when you're going to check in with them. Right. And if you're methodical about your process, you should have this organized anyway where you're not just randomly checking in with people, but you're doing it strategically on a sp- specific days and times so that way you streamline your business. Sure. To okay? me, to me, if, so, if you don't mind, to me that sounds like um, almost like a, an accountability plan, not with another agent or someone in your brokerage, but accountability plan with yourself and with your client, right? Like what better way yeah. to stay held accountable than saying, all right, if like by telling them, promising them, if I don't follow through with this list of things, have it in front of them, then you get to fire me, right? I think that that gives them the power and also gives you kind of that extra motivation and that extra push to keep keep following through. Firm believer in that because here's the thing, um, and I talk I'm going to talk a lot about this at the summit. Hmm. It's not enough to de- it's not enough to deliver a service anymore. You have to deliver an experience. Hmm. That's how you scale a business. That's how you create word of mouth. That's how you truly grow instead of just paying needs and getting the low hanging fruit and then going after what my good friend Mike uh, Frank Klesix from Viral Marketing says the transaction treadmill, right? Mm, you yeah. you you provide and the, these systems. You're right. Providing a good experience, right? Right. Um, and and that's what creates momentum in your business. Okay, um, there's something that I'm going to train on at the summit called the flywheel methodology. Okay, so um, HubSpot actually made it famous. Um, they adopted it, and basically, what a flywheel is is it's a me- it's a mechanism that spins uh, and it produces energy. So it's used in the car industry, um, railroad industry, and the faster it spins and the less friction it has, the more energy it produces. Okay. And so our business is a lot like a flywheel. The more friction it has in it, okay, the slower it spins, the less energy that it produces, and the harder it is to get going and to run it. So the flywheel methodology focuses on not just generating a lead and converting a lead and getting a sale, because that's old school, okay? You can't scale a business like that long term. It's impossible because right. you'll get burnout, you'll ruin your family life, you might make a good get a good paying, you know, a good check, but you're nothing more than basically a a high paying job. If you can't do anything more than that. Right. And here's the thing. If that's all you're going for, God bless you. Nothing wrong with that. Right. Nothing wrong with that. Right. You know, I know a lot of great, awesome agents. They don't, they just want to do fit, you know, 30, 40, 50 transactions. They're good. Totally cool. But if you want to build a dynamic business, you have to be able to have your lead generation, your lead conversion, and your customer service all working together like a machine. And then it's producing more uh, more salespeople. Your, sa- your clients become a salesperson. Right. Your clients become a marketing person. Yeah. Right? And so, so our goal with our whatever business that I'm running is I'm not successful until I have – my first benchmark is until I have 100 – 
clients that on the dime would be willing to refer me to, to somebody, I haven't, I haven't hit my first major milestone in my business. So it's not, so yeah, transactions are awesome. I love making money. My, but I'm not focused on that. I'm focused on, do I have a hundred raving happy clients and partners to build my business? Because that's my security folks, no matter what, right? And plus it's just yes. the right thing to do, by the way. Yeah. So well, to me, to um, me, that's the difference between like a good business and a sustainable business, right? A good right. business might be that goal of, you know, okay, I hit 30, I hit 30 transactions, 40, a hundred even, but it's that long-term sustainability that's going to keep you a happy real estate agent in the long term for, for decades even. That's right. And I'm glad you mentioned that because it all ties together. Um, your unique value propositions back up what you should be doing anyway, Yes. but it also makes you unique to the marketplace, helps you get new business and generate more referrals. And you don't sound like every other person reading a script in the process. Right. Okay. So that's the key. Um, most people have trained on, you know, know, are aware of unique value propositions. Um, uh, some people call them unique selling propositions. Um, I, I call it unique value propositions because I bring unique value. So, um, but in my experience, not, nine out of 10 agents are aware of them, but severely underutilize the power of them. Yes. So the first thing that I talk about is, okay, what's one unique value that you are marketing in your business every day that sep separates you? And then depending on the niche that you're going in, what are, what do you, do you have these addendums? Do you have these, these special programs to offer? So for example, um, with for sale by owners, I have what I call a smart seller program that's set up and it lays out a unique set of, um, strategies that I do only specifically for, for sale by owners. And it's unique to them. I don't do it for any other of my clients only for for sale by owners. So they feel special. And it gets me in the it gets me in the door because I can say I can say hey have you heard of my smart seller program? Well, what is that? Well, it's a program I specifically run for for sale by owners, and here's what it does. Boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. What I'd like to do is go over with you in detail, and I if I can if I can't net you what you're looking for and achieve what you need through this special smart seller program, I won't even ask you for the listing. I'm just asking for a chance to show it to you. it's not like well what is the smart seller program i haven't heard of that before yeah maybe i should check it out it's it's worth the meeting i don't sound like every other agent right, right. so um so i could keep going on and on about this topic but you got to have something unique right got right. to so anything you want to add before i move on i'm, I'm going to scroll down here um there's a whole bunch of awesome stuff in this workbook that's going to educate you about the the in-depth psychologists and what questions you should ask i want to skip down to 98 for a second okay page 98 okay and i want to talk about uh, this is kind of what i mean by being strategic and having a process and i lay this process out uh through a step kind of a step-by-step -step process and i try to make it as actionable as possible 
for your audience with no with with no fluff. They could just go do it and 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 get involved in a mastermind group or you know your online forums or or something as they have questions, but something they can take ash, action on. So basically, um, just remember with the with the four step owner and expired niche. Okay, there's still the expireds. Most of them are going to come back to the table eventually, and the four step owners. Um, a large portion of them, and I know your audience probably knows this, are always going to end up working with some sort of agent. Okay. Mm, yep. Just remember that. So just starting with that baseline psychology, every type of have not met lead, just write this down, folks, has to be contacted in order for it to convert at least eight to 12 touches. Mm. It doesn't have to be necessary by prospecting. It could be, it could be initial contact contact, then follow up, then a letter, then another call, but in some way, shape or form before that lead's going to convert statistically, it's eight to 12 touches. There's no way, hear me out. I'm going to get super passionate about this. There's no way to get around that. Statistically, it doesn't happen because it's the psychology of what it takes to warm somebody up that doesn't know you. Now, don't get me wrong. Once in a while, you'll get one faster in that cycle. But changing that methodology and thinking that you're going to change that over the course of scaling a business is like me trying to change gravity. It's not going to happen, right? So knowing that no matter what, it's going to take that, I have to have systems in place that, um, that work towards that fact, that, that law of human nature, right? It's human nature. I can't change human nature. So, what I've done here is essentially thought about human nature and developed a strategic follow-up plan and engagement plan. Okay. So starting on 98, um, <clears throat> and by the way, most agents only call a four seven owner. Okay. You can eliminate 90% of your competition working this niche by just calling them t- more than twice because most agents don't follow up or make a, make a follow-up call more than twice. You're literally statistically right. eliminating like 90% of your, your competition just by having good follow-up. Okay. Just by building a relationship and, and for your audience, if you can, it, 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 this is so important. These are not leads. These are people. Mm. These are not leads. These are people. They have real concerns, right? They have real problems. Mm-hmm. They have real pain points, and if you if you're just if you're just making this call, these calls or whatever method you're using to try to convert them, and you just you're not remembering that they're human beings on the other end of the line, how you communicate is going to be totally different. How you approach them is going to be totally different. Your tone, your pace, your hesitation, your modulation, it's all going to be different. So, my number one rule before I go execute a campaign like I'm about to share with you is I just remember I'm dealing with real people, not a lead. Okay, is we can't dehumanize this process because we will fail there. It will we will we'll just be like every other person trying to convert them. And I call that one of my mentors. Um, I think I learned this from Hoss Pratt. He says he calls it commission breath. Right? Yes, they we've smell. heard that. We've heard that phrase so many times: commission right. breath or yeah. um, sales breath, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, we've heard that too. Right. We, right. It's a great one. But I like to phrase it a little bit different. That is. It, Here's the thing. People are like, well, prospecting is not fun. Look, nobody 
loves it, right? But here's the thing: if you're if you re remember, you're talking to a human being, and you're actually not prospecting; you're developing relationships. Right. You're developing relationships. And for some of you deep personalities that are like hardcore closers, listen to me. You're like, oh, that's just corny. I'm just a closer. Blah, 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 blah. Like I get that. I'm like that too. But I I had a where my conversion went to the next level was when I when I remembered that I'm dealing with a human being. I, sh I started showing more empathy. Um, my my closing cycles, my objection cycles, all got better and better, and I came I came across more authentic right. when I just remembered that before I picked up the phone to make the call. So that's especially note, with the lead very... types that are that are typically or sometimes more combative, like expireds and for sale by owners, where expireds are. Yep. I'm frustrated with home uh, real estate agents because my last one failed yeah. me. And then for sale by owners is, I don't need you, I can do this myself, right? That just the typical objections are very combative. But if you can be, you know, like you said, build that relationship, treat them like a human, humanize them. And at the end of the day, even if you don't sell their home, you have the relationship there for referrals, right? Because they, they, they might've had a difficult situation where they said, well, I tried to go with a, you know, I tried to sell it by myself and it it was a lot harder than I thought. This real estate agent, I kind of wish I would have got with, you know, gone with him. Let me refer him to my friends or them to my friends. That's such a good point. It's such a good point. And, it, and, it, and here's the thing, it makes the process less, um, you, you take the objection or the rejection less personal mm. when you remember that, that too. It's like, yeah, Hey, you know what? Like, yeah, like that must suck. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like if I were you, that would suck. Like, uh, th like, and so I'm not going to take it personal that they're pissed off and not all of them are, but sure. if they get a little grumpy or upset when I call, it's not personal. I'm not going to take that personal. I get it. <laughs> right. You know? And because now I have that mindset when I go to show empathy, which is the number one port, most important part of any sales process is empathy. Yes it's going to be genuine and they're going to hear it in my voice. So when somebody says, yeah, you're the fifth call today. Yeah. Oh man. You know what? I know you're probably getting pounded with phone calls right now. Aren't you? Yeah, I, I, I am. I get calls. from. Yeah. I respect that. Look, here's the thing. I'm about to go into a meeting. I promise you, I'm not going to take a lot of your time. I just have a quick 30 sec 30 seconds just to ask you a couple questions to see if we can help each other out. Is that okay? So, she's gonna most likely unless they're just royal you know what they're gonna let me ask some questions because of my authenticity right, right? Yes. so you know uh you know so that's that's really you know that's really the psychology is you're dealing with human beings but as far as process goes um when you begin working for, you know like a force of owner list or or any type of list one of the things you want to really really focus on is um is the long haul that if you're going to catch that force of my owner early your approach is going to be probably a little bit different than if you caught them a little bit later. Right. It's going to be probably more of a discovery and relationship and just keep that in your mind. Based on the questions, which I have all the questions you should be asking laid out, based on the questions you're asking, you're going to find out their pain. You're going to find out their motivation. Okay. And you're going to want to make sure that you just, your approach is different. So people talk a lot about this and I'm just going to give my opinion here, man. It's just my opinion, how I teach and train it. People can sure. object to it. You can take it, you can leave it, whatever. So, Everyone's like, well, I think a two-step approach is better than a one-step, meaning I go out there, I build rapport, and then I plan on coming back and then trying to get the listing. And then other people are like, yeah, I, when I go out there, I, I'm going to close them. One step, close them. And my message to you is both of those are too extreme. Right. Right? you got to know your situation. 
Yes. You got to know your situation. So people ask me all the time, should I use a two-step or should I use a one-step? And my, my response always is, well, it depends. Yeah. It depends on the situation because if I'm dealing with a four-step owner, they just put it up. There's no pain there. They're still in the experiment mode. I'm going to plant some seeds of doubt and I'm going to show a lot of value. But if they're super resistant, I'm going to be very careful not to drive my listing presentation down their throat in that first meeting. Right. Right. So you need to match their mood. Basically you need to figure out where they're at, match their mood and then, and then cater it to each individual, which again is humanizing, right? That that, it shows that you're not, you're not jumping to what you know best, which is sales, sales, sales. And this particular process, it's, yeah. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to meet your needs. Right. That's, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And, Love it. um, and then what happens from there is you can feel out the situation and you can figure out whether you, you got to have a good follow you, you institute a good follow-up plan. Mm-hmm. Other times you're going to go out and you you caught them at the right time. And if you just give them a good impression, you show value, you're going to land it. And you don't, and in that case, you don't want to do two step, right? You got to go for it and not, not be afraid to go through some objection cycles and do it in, in a way showing empathy. And you'll be shocked at how many, right. how, how many listings you'll get. Another side tip here, and I know I'm a little bit all over the place, but if you're a person that's like, man, I'm just not good over the phone, show up at their open houses. Right. Take, take your for sale by owners, show out yourself. Okay. And I have scripts in there on how to handle that. But don't not work for subway owners and don't not use Red X because you think the only way to attack this is by phone is my point. Mm, right. Okay. So, so there's so many ways to use Red X as a tool to win. Now, don't get me wrong. I highly recommend prospecting. But I have a gentleman that I work with. He does 30 transactions a year through Fizbo's just by showing up to open houses and networking. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's basically another form house. of door knocking, right? That's it. Except for yeah. you know they're selling, yeah. and you it's know a, it's they're a really warm house. door knocking lead is what it, what that sounds yeah, like. Right, right. I love it. Right. So, um, so basically, uh, you know, so one of, and so just keep that in mind, okay. and then from there in your CRM you need to have a really strong follow process. Okay, so the first two weeks it's what I call the ten days of rain. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to set them up on a drip that's a combination of uh, it's all value add stuff where I'm going to stay in touch with them. And I have you can automate it. If you don't have it automated, it's not the end of the world. You just have to do some of this stuff manually. But I'm going to make sure they, they uh, like the first thing is they get uh, start getting educational videos on what they need to do to prep their home. Uh, it, it's all value add stuff. And then um, there's a text message going out and all it says and I have it automated, but it says, Hey, just checking in. How are things going? Right? So text message, mm-hmm. value through email, right? And then mm-hmm. depending on if I get a response, I can check that in my CRM. Okay. Awesome. So anyway, I have I have 27 different steps here that if you just kind of fall through on, on those steps, it will help you land more listings um, and then turn those listings into and generating more leads, more exposure, help you farm areas and uh, get more referrals. If you just kind of methodically do your best to use that as a checklist and refer back to it um, as you're going and you build out your campaigns to make sure you have proper follow-up. And I know we've all heard this, but if you just get your follow-up down and you don't go to the extreme of, of just using phone or 
the other extreme of not using phone at all and just relying on technology and you bring the two of them together, um, you, you, man, I'm, I'm just, I'm so excited for that person that takes advantage of that. Cause I've seen it over yeah. and over again, you can change your income. You can, you know, I got a client, they just went out and bought a new, um, bought a new Cadillac and put their kid in, in a different school and they're, and they're doing it because of, you know, of combination of products and using the right strategies. And, yes. and, and it's real and it's not easy. Okay. It does take focus, but, um, I'm hoping that I can, if I could take five minutes and just train on one more topic and then we can wrap up if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's do it. So, um, when you are prospecting, you have to have a system and there's a, this is also in the, in the playbook, you have to have a system to analyze your process. And if you're scaling a team, you have to have a system to analyze their effectiveness when they're making the phone calls. The first reaction is, oh, the data, right? Or, oh, mm. the lead. Yep. Right? I that all the time, yeah. And, and so here's the thing. There always is that. No matter what lead source that you use in the have-not-met market, you're always going to have some of the disconnected phone numbers. They put in a phony email. It doesn't matter what it is. You're going to have that. But you, you can't. You can't focus on, you got to focus on what you can control, not what you can't, right? right? That's what really successful entrepreneurs do. They're hyper-focused on what they can control. So when I was first doing this and I had my six-month time frame here, um, I knew I had to focus on what I could control. And so I developed a seven-step process to analyze my my prospecting and lead conversion uh, success. And, it, and it's in this document. Um, I don't remember exactly where it is, but you can find it in the document. I have it memorized, so I'm going to quickly go through it with you. Okay. The first one is your ability to build rapport and qualify the data, to qualify the situation, I should say. Qualify the person. And qualifying doesn't mean, like, do they qualify for me to work with them? Are they motivated? What is their time frame? What is their pain points? That's what I mean by qualifying out, by asking the right questions. So how good are you at tone, pace, Hesitation, modulation, asking effective questions, mirroring and matching. That is, um, that's step number one. On a scale of one to 10 after every call, ask yourself that question. Did you build rapport? Did you qualify, right? The next one is, did you show unique value? That's step number two. Did you show unique value on that call? Or if you're in, in, in person with them. Next one is, did you create urgency or doubt that their plan that they're using now isn't the best one. That's the third one. The next one is, um, are you are you assumptive? Are you using trial closes? Mm. Are you getting yes responses throughout your process? Getting agreements and through those agreements building rapport. The next one is, are you do you have an effect? How are you overcoming objections effectively? Do you have your objections memorized? Do you have a good cycle? Are you doing it without sounding sleazy and, and salesy, right? Um, are you showing empathy before you overcome? Are you listening? Are you active listening, right? And then the next one is uh, follow-up. Hmm. How effective is your follow-up process? So you, you try to overcome the objections. you got to follow up, though. How effective is your follow-up process? And then the last one is managing to metrics, not emotion. Managing to metrics, not emotion where you look at your metrics, you know exactly how many calls you gotta make versus how many connections, versus how many appointments, versus how many show up, versus how many you present to and close. And you're tracking that. And when you do that the right way, you take yourself off of the emotional roller coaster 
and you realize that if you you know your closing rate and your lead conversion rate, you know you can predict you can predict your results. Now you can predict your results. And now you just work on fine-tuning those seven steps and now what starts happening you start making more money. Cuz your your lead your lead conversion goes up and that, and let's face it if we're not focused on getting better at booking more appointments and closing more deals, what are we doing? If I had a mic drop, I'd drop it right there, we'd end it. Right. That's that's all I got for today. Um, no, that's awesome. You and know, you nailed so. each of those seven points. You weren't kidding. You had to memorize. I actually yeah. pulled them up on screen. So oh, you the got audience, it. Cool. Yeah, the audience was there to uh, watch and you nailed every single one of them. So that's that's amazing. Well, Isaiah, thank you so much. Um, that I know that's a lot of information and, and there's a lot to digest there, but they're all such crucial points. Yeah. Um, you know, when it when it comes to understanding misconceptions behind behind, um, you know, your leads to to recognizing their pain points and and meeting their needs and humanizing them. They're all yep. such amazing points. Um, so to our audience uh, and, and from our audience, we're getting a ton of thank yous in the chat. So um, yeah, I appreciate you guys and tuning in and any way I can help. I, I love I love seeing people win. Awesome. Um, well, I think you have helped in a tremendous way. Thank you so much also yep. for providing that resource. Uh, again, everyone, if you email us at marketing at the we'll get that from Isaiah and pass it on just to the people who are here live. Yep. Um, yep. And then uh, a reminder for February 2nd, 11 a.m. Eastern time, yep. REN virtual, virtual summit. summit. We'll put that link in the chat once more so that everyone knows. Cool. Um, you'll see more from Isaiah. You'll see from some from people here at Red X. Yep. Industry leaders across the board. You said yep. what? Over 30? I yep. mean, that's, over that's 30 incredible. industry leaders. Yep. yep. Love it. Yeah. We got people. Thanks for the great information. Registered yep. for the summit already. Awesome. awesome Amanda. Um, you know, very patient and, and teaching. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. They are pouring in here. So awesome. awesome. Thank you, Isaiah. Appreciate um, you guys. Yep. Yeah. You bet. Uh, we already got your offer out there. Uh, just a quick reminder to our audience as we close here that we air this podcast every Thursday, 1230 Pacific time, 330 Eastern. So join us next Thursday. We've got an agent from Pennsylvania, Zach uh, Kleindienst. He's got kind of a crazy last name. So we'll have him on. He's going to take us to school. It'll be awesome. If any of you are watching or listening, you want to continue this conversation, uh, you can do that on our Facebook page, uh, the Elite Prospectors page, or on Red X. If you're a customer, head over to the Red X forum where we'll start a discussion there. And then anywhere that they can, uh, you know, find you online. Let's get yeah. If you want to, if you want to interact with me, um, you can go to my website, uh, IsaiahColton.com. Um, that's kind of um, I don't do formal one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, I do have a group coaching um, platform that's revolved around all these activities and partnership with club wealth. Um, awesome. and then, um, if you wanted to check out and some really cool technology where you can leverage, um, an artificial intelligence texting service and insight sales agent to help you convert leads, uh, and close more deals. You can go to my, you can go to my website, other website, which is realestatenexus.io, And we're using cut cutting edge technology and, um, insight sales agents to really help, help convert more appointments and, um, and into closing. So you can check that out. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, it can help and serve your community. Uh, I'd be happy to answer any follow-up questions in the Red X community too. Um, I'm going to make sure I'm in, in there. Um, and so that way we can hopefully keep this conversation going. Beautiful. Well, I went ahead and linked your, uh, your website and then also real estate nexus in the chat. So, uh, to the audience, go check that out. Real estate nexus. Uh, and I, I apologize. Io, yes. Yep. Isaiah Colton.com yep. real estate nexus. Io. <laughs> yep. 
And uh, yeah, so thanks again, everyone, awesome. for joining us. Thank you again, Isaiah. That was incredible. Yeah, and thanks for having we me. We will talk to everyone later. We'll see you next week. Bye.